everyone. I'm Jerry Savell. Thank you for joining me today. It's an honor and a privilege to share the Word of God with you each and every week. And I want to thank you in advance for watching our broadcast and also thank everyone who has become a partner with our ministry. You're such a great blessing to us. And I just can't express to you enough of how valuable, how important you are, and how grateful we are that you have such confidence in the call of God on this ministry. We're going to continue our study on the year of the abundant harvest. It's the prophetic word that the Spirit of God gave Brother Copeland, and I had the privilege of sharing in the church at Eagle Mountain uh, International Church, uh, one of the outreaches of Kenneth Copeland Ministries, where Pastor George and Terry Pearsons are pastors there. They invited me to come and share on this prophetic word. And I had a wonderful time. And the anointing of God was so powerful and so strong that we have decided to share it with you. And uh, I trust that those of you that got to watch the broadcast last week when we first began this series, you enjoyed it and you're ready for part two. If you didn't get to see part one last week, well, just hang in there. And because as we continue this study, we're going to get in today some of the primary principles that I believe the Spirit of God sent me there to share. And you're going to be privileged to hear them. I want to encourage you to take notes. And I want to encourage you also to make the decision that you're going to be a doer of the Word and not just a hearer only. God wants you to have a year of abundant harvest. There are certain principles that you and I are responsible for acting upon. And if we do so, then the Bible says, the doer of the word shall be blessed in his deed. So watch now as we take you into this service, and then I'll be back with some closing remarks in just a few moments. Abundant harvest is not automatic. It's the word of the Lord for us. So apparently what God is saying, it'll be due season for abundant harvest for those who have been applying the principles that produce it. If you are not a sower, then God would have to violate his own word to give you an abundant harvest. Are you still here? Because God's the one who established the principles. Genesis 8 says, as long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest shall not cease. Is the earth still here? Yes. Then seed time and harvest, the law of seed time and harvest is still at work. Can you say amen? amen. Now go with me to the book of Galatians real quick. Galatians chapter 6. You all know these scriptures, but I want to just lay out by the Word of God, the godly principles, scriptural principles that produce abundant harvest. Galatians 6 says, Be not deceived, verse 7, God is not mocked, for whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. So that tells me that you and I determine our own harvest through the seeds that we sow. Amen. Brother Copeland can't de determine Jerry Savelle's harvest. Jerry Savelle determines his harvest. I can't determine your harvest. You determine your harvest. 
Can you say amen? amen? Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. Now, the Bible says here that God is not mocked. Mocked means ridiculed or treated with contempt. Contempt means showing no respect for. In other words, if you say, well, I don't believe that sowing and reaping has anything to do with it, then you show no respect for God or his word. Can you say amen? amen? Well, I don't believe my words have anything to do with my outcome. Then you're showing God and his word no respect. Well, I don't believe walking in love has anything to do with it. Then you're showing God and his word no respect. That'll not produce for you an abundant harvest. Can you say amen? amen. Your sowing has everything to do with your harvest. In fact, the Phillips translation says it this way. A man's harvest in life depends entirely on that which he sows. My harvest in life depends entirely on that which I sow. I'm in charge of my own financial destiny. And so are you. Amen. A man's harvest in life depends entirely on that which he sows. The Phillips translation adds this little footnote. They call this, Galatians 6, 7, the inevitability of life's harvest. Inevitable means unavoidable, not capable of being prevented. In other words, it is a principle that changes not. Can you say amen? amen. Now, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6, I won't ask you to turn to all these, but make notes of it. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. And he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Now, who said that? I know Paul by the Holy Ghost, but who came up with this principle? God. If you sow sparingly, and what does sparingly mean? Sparingly means moderately. It also implies seldom or infrequently. If you sow sparingly, then you're going to reap sparingly. You can't expect abundant harvest if you continue to sow sparingly. Can you see this? For God to give you abundant harvest, he'd have to violate his own word. And if he violates his word, then we have no standard. We have nothing to, 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 to guide ourselves by. Can you say amen? amen? Now, he wants you to have abundant harvest. It's his will for you to have abundant harvest. It's his best for you to have abundant harvest. But he's not going to violate his own word. This really is a good sermon. You should respond better. Now, on the other hand, bountifully implies liberally, largely, plenteously, big-heartedly, abundantly. And according to God's laws, if you sow bountifully, then you will reap a bountiful harvest. Can you say amen? amen? Brother Copeland and Gloria were going to be in Philadelphia in one of their three-day meetings. 
Carol and I didn't have anything going on at that time, so we decided we wanted to go. I didn't intend to preach. I was just going to enjoy the Word. And yet, Brother Copeland called me up on Friday morning and said, I want you to do the service this morning. So I preached on sowing and famine. And when I got through, I was about to walk off the platform. Brother Copeland said, wait a minute, Jerry, the word of the Lord's come to me. And he began to prophesy over me. And it was quite a lengthy prophecy and it was amazing. I mean, it, it, some of the things that he said by the Holy Ghost, my mind could not wrap around it. They were so phenomenal. But my spirit took it in. And when he got through, I said, I received that by faith. Then I went to his uh, uh, people that recorded the messages. I said, give me a copy of that as quick as you can. As soon as I got home, uh, I had it typed and, and my art department put it in a nice lettering and framed it and put it on the wall in my office. So every time I'd walk by it, I would confess it. I would decree it. So I'm taking the prophetic word and waging a good warfare. And one part of that said, and God is going to turn over to you some exceeding valuable property. And it went on talking about other things. Well, I'm confessing that. Every time I go to my office, I lay my hands on that and I say, I receive that. Well, over a period of years, there was land that came available for us, or it came available. They didn't know it was for us at the time right across the road from our headquarters, 102 acres, undeveloped property, just had cattle on it. And uh, the Lord said to me, I will arrange for you to have all that land you want and pay whatever you want to pay for it if you'll just be patient. I said, consider me patient now. <laughs> it wasn't long after that, somebody bought that land. They put an article in the Fort Worth Star-Telegram about what they were going to build on that property. I held the newspaper up and said, Lord, did you read the paper this morning? <laughs> Somebody bought my property. He said, whose report will you believe? He said, throw it in the trash where it belongs. I told you to be patient. Patient means consistent, never changing regardless of the circumstances. Now, I didn't pray this on them, but that company eventually went bankrupt. Somebody else bought my property. They went bankrupt. A third party bought my property. They went bankrupt. I didn't pray it on them. You just don't touch God's anointing or his property. <laughs> and finally, a government agency that had repossessed that property, they called our office and they said, you seem to be the only one building out in that part of Fort Worth and not going bankrupt. We don't want this property on our books anymore. Make us an offer. Then they said, and we have a $1.2 million lien against it. You're going to have to come up with a lot more than that. So I remember what the Lord said. I would pay whatever I wanted to pay. Amen. Amen. So I called my attorney. I said, call the RTC. And I said, Wayne, you remember me telling you about that land? He said, oh yeah. I said, uh, I prayed and all I want to pay for it is $200,000 cash. I want the lien against it removed. I want a clear title. I want the mineral rights. Oh. And so he called the RTC 
government agency in Washington, D.C. And his opening remarks were, do you believe in miracles? They said, no, we work for the government. We don't see miracles. <laughs> he said, well, I believe in miracles. My client believes in miracles. And here's his offer. He'll give you $200,000 cash. He wants the lien removed. He wants a clear title and he wants the mineral rights. There was total silence. He said, are you still there? Yes, but that's so ridiculous. We're not even going to report it. He said, yes, your superiors told you to call Mr. Savell and here's his offer. I'll expect to hear from you before the end of the day. He called, they called back and their opening remarks were, we now believe in miracles. <laughs> and we paid, now listen, we paid $200,000 cash. We got the lien removed. We got a clear title and we got the mineral rights. Now, right now, that doesn't look like exceeding valuable property that he prophesied about in 1981. It just, it just non-developed land and we were thinking about it with future growth building on it. Well, the God of wonders, the God of surprises, the God of marvels, the God that does extraordinary things. He took over. And it wasn't long after that, they find gas wells on our property. Now, I paid $200,000 for that piece of property. And in a short time, it produced $3 million in royalties. Amen. Not only that, not only that, but then they had to get the gas off the property, so they had to put pipes, pipeline in. And they said, would you allow us to put pipelines through this property and we'll give you uh, $450,000? Yeah, help yourself. <laughs> and then they decided there was gas on the properties that adjoined my property, but all those properties had houses on it and there wasn't enough land for each individual house to drill a horizontal well. So they came to me and they said, would you allow us to use your property for a pad site so we can drill on their property? And not only would they get a royalty for their part, you'll get a royalty off all their royalties. Oh. I said, yeah, help yourself. <laughs> My first royalty check was $350,000. <laughs> Amen. Then just recently, I sold a small sliver of it that I'd actually paid less than, well, for that little piece of property, less than $100,000 for, more like $80,000. And they just gave me $1.5 million. Yeah. <laughs> Surprise. Surprise. Amen. Amen. Now, I wouldn't have these testimonies if I wasn't a bountiful sower. Can you say amen? amen? Now, we're not talking about dollar amount, amount. It's what you're capable of doing. Only you can determine that. Amen? And that's a next major point is where you sow has everything to do with what kind of harvest you get. In Mark chapter four, uh, Jesus teaching on the 
parable of the sower sows the word, he talks about different soil. And the one that produced abundant harvest was good soil. Good soil. Now, this is the reason I'm here this morning <laughs> for this point. Agriculturalists have a term that maybe many of you are not even familiar with. I can remember my grandfather saying it. A term, seed that is not, or seed that is dormant or dormant seed. It's not just sowing that produces the harvest. It's not just where you sow produces a harvest. It's not just how large a seed you sow that produces the kind of harvest you want, but you also have to water it or it won't germinate. And when a seed is not germinating, they call it a dormant seed. It's in the ground, but it's lying dormant. And I think this is where the body of Christ is missing it the most. I know it's where I was missing it the most. It wasn't because I wasn't sowing. It wasn't because I didn't pray and ask God for the soil to sow it into the good ground. It wasn't because I wasn't sowing generously and consistently, but where I was lacking was I was not watering my seed enough. And if your seed is not watered, it becomes dormant seed. It's in the ground, but it's not able to germinate. And it takes germination for the seed to sprout and to grow. And if it's not being watered, then it won't germinate. If it doesn't germinate, it won't grow. If it doesn't grow, no harvest. No harvest and certainly no abundant harvest. Are you still with me? Are you getting this? Yes. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm getting it. Why aren't you? All right, now listen to this. How do I water my seed? How do I water my seed? In the book of Revelation, chapter 1, verse 15, describing Jesus, it says his voice is as the sound of many waters. So it's comparing the word that comes out of Jesus' mouth like unto water. Ephesians 5:26, the apostle Paul says that it might that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. So notice John compares or likens the word coming out of Jesus' mouth likened to water. The word that, that, that God washes the body of Christ with, sanctifies it, is like unto water. Isaiah 55, verse, six, uh, verse 10 and 11, For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth and bud, that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. 
In other words, once again, God's likening His Word unto water that causes germination and growth. And then in John chapter 7, verse 38, He that believeth in me, as the Scripture hath said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. It's not only talking about the Spirit of God, it's talking about the Word of God. Because Matthew 12, 34 says, Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. And if you get God's Word in your heart in abundance, that's what's going to come out of your mouth. Can you say amen? amen. John 6, 63, The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Proverbs 18, 3, the words of a man's mouth are as deep waters and the wellspring of wisdom as a flowing brook. How do we water our seed? By speaking the word of God over it consistently. Agriculturists tell us that seed must be watered frequently. In fact, some say once a day, minimum. Now here's the problem. The body of Christ is not consistent watering their seed. We say it when we're inspired in a service. We may even do it when we get home. We may even do it in the morning. But after a few days, we quit watering. Well, I sowed. Yes, you did sow. But are you watering the seed? Well, I sowed in good ground. Yes, it was good ground. But are you watering the seed? Well, I, I sowed an abundant, a bountiful seed, but are you watering the seed? Are you still here? Yes. You know, in the natural, uh, now that I'm not on the farm, <laughs> when Carolyn asked me to come outside in her flower garden and help get the weeds out, to me, that is absolutely nothing else to do. I don't like digging weeds out of her flower garden. I'll take the lawnmower. <laughs> Mow it all down. And I get the salad treatment afterwards. <laughs> but if I'm going to have an abundant harvest, if she's going to have the roses she wants, if she's going to have the, I call them angry panthers, uh, Agapatha, okay. If she's going to have that kind of flower, then she's going to have to get out there and water it frequently. Amen? Particularly when there's no rainfall. Are you still here? Look at your neighbor and say, perhaps you have received a revelation today. You're not watering your seed enough. Are you ready to receive the abundant harvest that God has promised? In the powerful three CD series, Year of the Abundant Harvest, Jerry Savelle demonstrates with scripture how harvest time is decreed through prophecy, how God never forgets a seed sown, how the abundant harvest enables you to be an abundant giver and more. You can live every day in God's blessing. Also included in today's package is the inspiring book, Every Day a Blessing Day. 
In its pages, you will learn what the blessing of God is and how you were created to prosper and excel. Today is the day. Call or go online to jerrysavelle.org and request this life-changing package, including Year of the Abundant Harvest and Every Day a Blessing Day. You can take your faith to the next level. Make the decision now to become a doer of the Word and watch how God will produce an abundant harvest in your life. Did you enjoy today's message? I trust that you did. And I believe, praise God, if you'll put it to work, then you're going to have a year of abundant harvest. Let me remind you of some of the things that we talked about on the broadcast today. Number one, you have the, the privilege of determining your own financial destiny. Nobody else can make that happen for you. You're the one who makes it happen based upon acting upon God's Word. Bible says in Galatians chapter 6, as you heard me talk about today, you and only you can determine your harvest. I like the Phillips translation. It says, a man's harvest in life depends entirely upon that which he sows. So you're the one who determines your harvest. The second point that we talked about is you determine how great a harvest you experience. If you sow sparingly, you reap sparingly. You sow generously or bountifully, then you reap bountifully or generously. You're the one who determines the size or the quantity of your harvest. Then also it's important that you make sure you're sowing in good ground. You know, Mark chapter 4 talks about the four different kinds of soil, and it's only one of them which Jesus referred to as good soil that produce maximum harvest. So pray, ask the Spirit of God where you are to sow your seed. Don't just throw seed, sow seed. Don't just throw it anywhere. Don't just throw it into the ministry that screams the loudest. Don't just throw it in, or throw it into churches that preach doubt and unbelief, and you expect that to be good ground? No. Good ground is where the Word of God is sown. It's where people are living godly lives. Sow it in that kind of ground, and you're going to be assured of maximum harvest. And then also it's important that you water that seed. Speak the Word of God over that seed every day, several times a day. Because if you don't water the seed, then it won't germinate, it won't grow, and you're not going to experience maximum harvest. So apply these points, and I believe, praise God, you're going to have a year like no other year you've ever had. Now, if you want to continue your study on this subject, I put together three CDs on the year of the abundant harvest. The year of the abundant harvest. You can take these messages, listen to them again, take notes, share them with your family, and uh, listen to them over and over again. And praise God, you're going to become abundant harvest minded. And then right along with it, my book entitled Every Day a Blessing Day. How to position yourself to experience God's blessing on a daily basis. The Bible says in the book of Psalms that He loadeth us daily with benefits, praise God. So God wants you to experience something from Him each and every day of your life. You can go on our website and place your order for these resources, jerrysavelle.org. It will give you all the information, ordering instructions, and I'd like to encourage you to do it right away so you can receive these materials in your home as quickly as we can possibly get them to you. I want to encourage you also to uh, connect with us, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. It's one of the ways that we can minister to you on an ongoing basis. So take advantage of that. And then also, 
prayerfully consider becoming a partner with our ministry. If you'd like to know how, go on our website. It'll tell you everything about partnership. It'll be a great blessing to you and a great blessing to us as well. I'll see you again next week. And until then, remember, your faith will overcome the world.